Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Sanjay Goel, founder and CEO of Nacho Nacho, a B2B SaaS marketplace that's raised more than $3 million in funding. Sanjay, thanks for chatting with me today. Hey, Brett. Really glad to be here with you. Yeah. So before we begin talking about what you're building at Nacho Nacho, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Sure. So I'm at my heart, I'm a serial founder, a serial entrepreneur. This is my third startup. Before that, I started my life journey in engineering. So I did a bachelor's in electrical engineering, did a master's in computer science. And I have also worked in banking for um, a long time, 18 years in global financial markets, doing derivatives and structured products. Also, but before that, I worked in Japan in robotics research. So I've had a varied career between engineering banking and startups. I have also did my MBA from NYU, got my CFA as well. I've lived in six countries. I've traveled in 88 countries so far. And I like flying airplanes and helicopters. I like high altitude mountaineering, rock climbing, ice climbing, scuba diving, skiing, windsurfing, sailing, and skydiving. Those are some of my interests. Wow. So just all the safe hobbies. Basically, yes, yeah. What's your you know, craziest adventure that you've been on, would you say? Oh, there are so many. We could do a whole podcast on that. But uh, my trip to Antarctica was pretty amazing, just purely from a tourism perspective. It's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of trip. My climb ascent of Mount McKinley was one of the hardest climbs I've done. And summiting Mount McKinley, which is, as you know, yeah, a pretty scary mountain. A lot of people die there. And some of my trips around the world, traveling in Namibia, for example. And um, I've done some pretty hairy ice climbs in Norway. I've scuba dived in Belize in the Blue Hole. That was a highlight of all my scuba diving I've done among the 14 countries I've scuba dived in. And I've done a lot of sailing, racing as well in, in Europe, around France and around England as well. Wow. And how do you, these you know, adventures that you go on and these, you know, it sounds like physical challenges that you take on, how have they informed you as an entrepreneur or shaped you as an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's a great question, actually. So in many, many ways. So first of all, being a founder means being able to deal with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables where you don't have full control over everything around you. And a lot of these activities train you for that. Also, being able to deal with pain. Uh, in the case of physical activities, it's physical pain. In the case of uh, startups, a lot of times it's mental pain to be able to deal with that and know that everything's going to be okay in the long run. Also, very specific things like when you're flying airplanes, helicopters, it uh, teaches you. So one of my instructors used to tell me that, so if I'm given a certain altitude and heading to fly and I got distracted and I deviate from that, he used to tell me that it doesn't really matter if you've deviated. What matters is that are you actually correcting for it? And so it's the momentum and the direction that matters, not where you are. So many, many lessons. Another lesson from flying helicopters is that when you get into the helicopter, you know, one of my really great instructors used to tell me that you should collect all possible information from every possible source as a pilot in command. 
including the guy who fuels helicopter, he will give you information that nobody else has, for example. And this is a valuable lesson. Whenever you go into a meeting or go into any endeavor, collect all possible information from all possible sources. So be fully informed before you go into that situation. Nice. I love that. And another question we like to ask guests just to you know, better understand what makes them tick. What book would you say has had the greatest impact on you as a founder? So unfortunately, I don't get much time to read. But when I do get time, the book that impressed me was Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Without going into any of his politics, but just purely from an intellectual perspective, it was uh, contrarian. That's what I liked about it. Nice. Love that. And yeah, it sounds like with all your other activities, there's probably not that much time to read. So that makes sense. Exactly. Nice. Well, let's talk about what you're building then today at Nacho Nacho. What problem do you solve and how does the solution work? Yeah, so basically we are living in the age of SaaS. Uh, It's the transformation from software as a product to software as a service began probably 20 years ago between Salesforce and Adobe, which went from shrink wrap software to software as a service. That transition happened probably 15 years ago. So now we're deep, deep in the SaaS economy, but nobody's really built a single marketplace where buyers and sellers meet. So the analogy I'd like to give is what Amazon built 20 years ago, even more than 20 years ago, they built a marketplace for consumer goods, the single destination where buyers can come and buy and sellers can come and sell. And that does not exist in the SaaS world. So that is what we have created. The problem we're solving is twofold. So we're a two-sided marketplace. We have buyers and we have sellers. On the buyer side, we our target is businesses. And we solve three problems for businesses. The first problem we solve is what we call the subscription sprawl or the SaaS sprawl. Too many subscriptions spread across the company. Free trials become paid unwantingly. You have unused subscriptions. You have duplicate subscriptions. Sometimes vendors make it hard to cancel. Sometimes you get overcharged because you have usage-based pricing and usage gets out of control. Employees leave, you don't either remember to cancel their subscriptions or don't know how to cancel them because you don't have access to their accounts, but you're still getting charged because the vendor has your credit card. So this creates the subscription sprawl. Companies on average waste 30% of their subscription spend. So the way we solve this problem is by issuing virtual credit cards. So we're also a fintech company. Mm -hmm. And the main idea is that you have one credit card per employee per vendor. So if you're a 30-people company and you have 85 subscriptions, you'll have 85 credit cards. It takes five seconds to create a new card. And anytime you want to pay a new vendor, you create a new credit card. On the card, you can put a dollar limit. You can set your own expiry date. So you get very granular control over your subscription. So for example, if you're starting a 30-day free trial for a SaaS company and they want your credit card up front, now you're concerned you will forget to cancel it before the free trial expires. So you can give them a new card, but make the card expire before the free trial is over. So you get peace of mind. If a vendor makes it hard to cancel a subscription, you don't want to waste your time calling them or starting a chat, you can just turn the card off. And if an employee leaves the company and you don't know how to cancel the subscription, you can just turn off all their cards. So you get very granular control over all your subscription vendors. You also get real-time visibility. You get a dashboard where you see all your subscriptions in one place in real time. So that's the step number one, is helping you consolidate, bring all your subscriptions into one platform. The second value we bring to businesses is discovery. There are now literally tens of thousands of subscriptions. Every day, new SaaS products are being launched. 
many of them are very, very powerful and very valuable, but there is no easy way for you to find the right product for yourself. So we have a discovery module where based on your buying patterns and our knowledge of your company, our machine learning-based recommendation engine will recommend products to you that our system thinks are relevant to you. And we recommend products from a marketplace where every product in a marketplace comes with a substantial discount, up to 30% lifetime discount. And we have hundreds of products already listed, I think more than 300 by now, and we're listing more every day. And so you get one place where you can buy all your subscriptions. Everything from starting a company to incorporating a company to your CRM software, to your photo editing software, to your all your growth hacking related software, everything is in one place. All your middleware, your IT software, even your office administration software, all of that is in one place. So you're already saving time and money from the subscription that you are already paying for by consolidating it and bringing it all into one place. And you also save money in the new software that you need because every product in a marketplace discount. So those are the values we bring to businesses. The other side of the equation is SaaS vendors. And for SaaS vendors, we're a new channel. We're a new user acquisition channel. Just like you have other channels like resellers or MSPs or agencies or SIs or affiliates, we created a new category of a channel where sellers are able to acquire high-intent, high-LTV customers at a CAC that is lower than their normal CAC to LTV. And the reason we're able to do that is because we provide intelligent matchmaking between buyers and the seller's products because of the data that we have. So from a buyer perspective, it's a one-stop shop for managing, discovering, and buying SaaS. And for sellers, it's a new user acquisition channel that reduces your CAC. Interesting. And for the business side, you know, what segment of the market are you focused on right now? Is it SMB, mid-market, enterprise, or is it everyone? So at the moment, we're focusing on SMB to mid-market, which is mm-hmm. up to 500 employees. But we're already seeing demand both on the buyer side and the seller side for upmarket. So we will just naturally also go upmarket towards enterprise. But our focus are proactively, we're only targeting SMB to mid-market on the buyer side. And on the seller side, we're targeting all SaaS vendors that target that customer segment. Got it. And then are the vendors paying anything out of pocket if they don't acquire a customer? Or are they only paying if they're acquiring a customer through the platform? Good question. So at the moment, uh, we don't charge any setup fee for joining a marketplace. Also, getting listed is very easy. We Our architecture allows us to do attribution without any kind of integration using Mm -hmm. our fintech solution. So you can actually literally get listed in half an hour with zero setup costs and zero ongoing listing fee. You only pay when we bring you a net new paying customer. We're still in a growth journey, but at some point we will also start charging for listing your product. But any company that lists before that will be grandfathered. Got it. Fascinating. You know, one of the things I always read about with a marketplace business is it's you know always a chicken and an egg scenario. So how have you managed that here as you've built this company? Yeah, absolutely. So that is obviously the single biggest problem we have solved. And it took us, frankly, a while to solve it. We spent literally nine months figuring out how to make this work. And the first question is, you start with the buyer side or the seller side. And whichever side you start with, the next question is, what value do you bring to them when you don't have the other side? So we actually first started on the seller side. And we said, here's our API, uh, connect your backend to our API. And then once we have, you know, minimum number of sellers, then we will launch our product and we will go and 
find buyers. That didn't quite work because obviously everybody's busy and they will not want to spend their engineering resources when they have no visibility on the buyer side, which we did not by definition. So we spent a lot of time, talked to tons and tons of potential customers, buyers, sellers, investors, other founders, advisors. Finally, we came up with a roadmap that actually worked really, really well, which is the following. What we did is we built a one-sided platform first. Mm. And the one side was basically the buyer side that did not need sellers at all. And we were purely a software company at that point. We were just providing software to solve a current pain point, which Mm -hmm. is managing your subscriptions that you already pay for. So for that, we did not need any relationships on the seller side. We're just solving a problem that you already have as a business using our software, using our virtual credit cards. That was for us basically an entry point or phase one of building a marketplace. So that what it did is two things. First is gave us a critical mass of businesses that were that we already had direct relationships with. And secondly, we also then at that point knew all the subscriptions they were paying for. Once we built that out sufficiently, then we went to SaaS vendors. Even once we had approached previously uh, who had said no to us, we went back to them and said, hey, now we have a critical mass of buyers with direct, deep, trusted relationships, as well as data on what they're paying for. We would, of course, never reveal that data, but our system knows the data. And would you like to list your product? And everybody who had said no to us earlier, all of them said yes this time. So that was phase two, where we were able to then sign up sellers. And that's when we became a two-sided marketplace. And since then, it's basically been a flywheel, where the more buyers we have, the more sellers are interested in getting listed. And the more sellers we have, the more buyers are interested in using our platform to manage, discover, and buy at discount software. So now we're at the point where we're getting a lot of inbound, both on the buyer side and seller side, which is really the point we were aiming to get to. Got it. And something you mentioned there earlier was about creating a new category here. Can you talk me through your views when it comes to category creation? Yeah, absolutely. So, So if you think about it from a buyer perspective, the buyer's management discovery journey is very broken right now. There are places where you can manage your software. So there are companies that offer subscription or SaaS management solutions. But when it comes to discovery, you're either going to go to Google or you're going to go to one of the review sites. It's not really integrated into your management solution. If you are looking for discounts for software, you have to really kind of scrounge around and talk to your friends. Can I get a perk somewhere? There's no one place where you can get guaranteed perks seamlessly to buy all your software, not parts, but I should say discounts. We're not a perk platform or a discount platform where you can just seamlessly get all those discounts without any haggling, without any promo codes or nothing. So the integration of all those three things, managing, discovering and buying at discounts all in one place. So that is a new category in itself on the buyer side. On the seller side, we talk to typically in SaaS companies, we talk to partnerships teams. And in many companies, partnerships are quite evolved. And in many companies, they're not. And they're working on developing their partnership teams. Even when we talk to companies that have very evolved, sophisticated partnerships, go-to-market motion, they have done everything. They've done resellers. They've done affiliates. They've done MSPs, all kinds of channels. Mm -hmm. And when we get to them and we say, hey, this is what we're doing, their mind is blown because this is basically a completely new channel 
for user acquisition. So both on the buyer side and seller side, we're creating new category. And as a result, we're creating a brand new category in the world of SaaS, a SaaS marketplace. And as obvious as it seems now, but even today, this has never been done. And I suppose there are companies now working on it and maybe possibly even copying us. But today we stand alone in being a pure, true marketplace for SaaS. If you compare us to, for example, app stores like App Exchange from Salesforce or AWS App Store or Microsoft Azure App Store, those are not true marketplaces because they don't have a full view of the buyer. They have a very fragmented view of the buyer, whereas we have a holistic view of the buyer's buying behavior. And that's what differentiates us from the app stores. When it comes to review sites like G2 and Captera, they don't have any direct relationship with buyers. Buyers come and go from their website and looking for reviews, whereas we have deep and direct and trusted long-term relationships, ongoing relationships with buyers. So that's what differentiates us from them. So in many, many ways, we are creating a brand new category. Got it. Interesting. And what made you decide you know, to focus on this specific problem? Sounds like you've you know, been all, all over the world, seen all this stuff, you know, been an investor, worked in all these different types of companies. What was it about this problem that made you say, all right, I'm betting on this, I'm going to solve it? So I like hard problems to solve. You know, applies to almost everything I do in my life. I choose the hard way. Mm-hmm. And if it's not hard, it's not fun for me, frankly. So this is a hard problem to solve, which is why it's, nobody's done it, even though it's been talked about for years. And I like creating new categories. And, you know, based on everything I've done so far, I like to be able to have a large scale impact in somewhere and in some way. And this is a great opportunity for us as a team, our team, to be able to have a very significant impact, frankly, in the world, just in the world of commerce, in the world of business, because obviously software affects everything we do in our lives and more specifically in the world of SaaS. Got it. Interesting. And in terms of traction, you know, outside of the number of vendors on the platform today, is there anything that you're okay with sharing in regards to you know, customers on the buyer side? Yeah, so we have more than 9,000 businesses that have signed up since we launched to either manage their current subscriptions, discover new ones, or buy or get discounts on subscriptions from a marketplace. And our total reach across all channels is about 30,000 businesses across email and social and webinars that we organize and everything else. So from a SaaS vendor perspective, we are becoming more and more attractive as a channel. And our target is in one year, we'll have a reach of about 100,000 businesses and in two years, 300,000 businesses. Those are our targets on the buyer side. Wow. And what are the channels you're using to achieve that growth? Is that all organic? Are you doing paid? What does that look like? Yeah, so I'm a kind of a purist and I take pride in being able to grow organically and also find every single hack there is to grow. And so far, we haven't ever paid a single dollar for anything, any paid user acquisition. Everything we've done has been organic. And frankly, there are now a lot of tools available that can help you go very far organically before you start paying for user acquisition. So we use every known channel and then some. Some of them are proprietary that we have invented or discovered mm-hmm. that we use to grow. But the other very important thing, two other factors that help us. One of them is that we have been very fortunate to have listed some very large brands in our marketplace. So if you go to our homepage, nachonacho.com, and click on SaaS Marketplace, the tab at the, bo- the top, You'll see many, many large brands that we have listed already where we have direct relationships. 
So that actually is a big draw for us. So we're able to effectively leverage really, really large brands to draw buyers on the other side. And the other factor that helps us a lot is just the network effects that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The fact that the more buyers we have, the more SaaS vendors want to be listed and the more discounts we have in a marketplace and more vendors we have listed, the more businesses find us. So actually, a lot of our incoming is from social and SEO channels. Got it. And as you know, you know, taking an innovative idea to market isn't something that's easy and a lot of founders you know, fail when they do it. What would you say has been the greatest challenge you've faced so far and how'd you overcome that challenge? Yeah, so apart from obviously solving the chicken and egg problem, which is one of the key problems in a uh, marketplace, the other challenge we have had is to be able to do a lot with very little. And I think that's where some of my prior founding experience definitely helps. So instead of you know thinking first about fundraising, we first think about product and customer. Those are the two things we focus on. Mm-hmm. And how can we create value, even if it's for one single customer? And that's really how we started. We started with literally one single customer when we decided on our roadmap. And we just made sure that we had enough of features built that they were actually going to use us. And we just iterated on one single customer. That actually was a personal use to live in my building, frankly. Once we were able to satisfy that business's need, then we went to five customers and say, okay, we have this, this customer is already using us. What do you think about it? So then we solved their incremental needs. We built more features to solve their needs. And we just went in bigger and bigger concentric circles, starting with one to five to 10 to 20 and on and on and on. Obviously starting with our own network and then over time going way past our network. So initially, in the early days, actually, a lot of investors didn't believe in us. They couldn't really see the bigger picture, what our vision, because our vision is frankly too big. And it, it, it wasn't quite tangible at that point. So we had to scrounge and do a lot with very little. We didn't pay ourselves. My co-founder and I, we worked together for two years. We didn't pay ourselves a single dollar. We just built, 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 sold, sold, sold. And at some point, once we got an attraction, then we joined an accelerator, the Alchemist Accelerator. Mm -hmm. Then we raised a pre-seed round after the demo day for half a million dollars. And then COVID hit. So we again put our head down and said, build, 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 sell, sell, sell. And then we continued to get more traction. And then we did a seed round in December last year for $3 million. And we're still doing the same thing. We just build, build, build and sell, sell, sell. Uh, And then everything else just falls into place over time. Nice. I love it. And you mentioned something there about vision. I'd love to zoom in on that vision. What's the five-year vision for the company? So we see ourselves as the essential ecosystem for SaaS, a central hub or an ecosystem for SaaS. At the moment, we're a two-sided marketplace where we have buyers and we have sellers. But over time, this will become a multi-sided marketplace where there will be different types of participants. There will be service providers, there'll be agencies, consultants, thought leaders, makers, helpers, companies that will launch their SaaS products in the Nacho Nacho ecosystem. So great example, a very inspirational example is the ecosystem that Salesforce has built. And I don't know if you know the statistics, but for every single $1 that Salesforce makes, the Salesforce ecosystem makes $5 and also creating tens of thousands of jobs, not just in Salesforce, but Mm -hmm. within the whole ecosystem. So I find that very inspiring. 
So we want to do that, but without the garden wall that says for SaaS, we want to do it in a tech stack agnostic way. Amazing. I love it. Unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time to cover for today. Before we wrap, if people want to follow along with your journey as you build, where's the best place for them to go? NachoNacho.com. All right. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it and wish you best of luck in executing on this vision. Thank you very much, Brad. Great talking to you. All right. Keep in touch.